Welcome to From Zero to One for Women, Episode 3, Nihilism is Just a Fad. Nihilism is a trend. It's a fad, but it's something that shouldn't be dismissed as something innocuous. It's deadly serious because the Generation Zers born between 1997 and 2012 are fixated on it. They are the next generation, and they are the ones who will experience childlessness in far greater numbers, 45% forecast by 2030, which is just around the corner. What is nihilism? It's a rejection of long-standing norms and traditional social structures, like marriage and babies, and religious or spiritual norms guiding behaviour. These are considered worthless pursuits, and priorities are instead driven by hedonistic pleasures. And given most people have a ceiling on their finances, these pleasures are going to trump any pursuit of family life. Family life is simply reduced to material cost with no benefit. The alternative to nihilism is a belief system, which can be religious or spiritual, that goes beyond the material. It's what connects us to other people. For a long time, I understood nihilism very well. I could, I could understand its rationale associated with the tragedy of life, associating with suffering and evil, associated with the observation of finitude and the arbitrary and unjust nature of the world. But the more I've thought about it, the less I've come to believe that there's any excuse for it whatsoever. And I think the reason for that is that it forestalls effort. It forestalls the ability to discover for yourself. I mean that kind of cynical, arrogant, rational, hyper-intelligent nihilism that throws the world away as if it's of little use before it's been properly engaged with. So the trend these days is to say that the future is so bleak, climate change is going to mean the planet dies anyway, so living for the moment is the least selfish and most sensible option. That is self-delusion at its best, and a nod to virtue signalling at the same time, because it seems edgy and progressive. An interest in helping others is espoused, just as long as it doesn't entail any real hardship. But that's not how it works. We know that you have to fight, maybe even fight wars, work hard and not take democracy for granted, not feel entitled. Nihilism is a selfish, individualistic outlook. It's perfect because you can recast your selfish pursuits as anything but selfish. And at the same time, you can call for censorship of any views that you simply don't like. Now, being a child of the 80s, we used to be very afraid of big government, big corporate. But now the biggest danger is ideas we simply don't like and censoring them. And in the vacuum, other ideas on gender, sexuality and identity have simply flooded in. But they don't have majority support. It's just that the majority is cowered by those in power whose interest it is to promote these ideas to consolidate even more power. So at the moment, if you are from times past and jettisoned into today's world, you might be forgiven for thinking that gender dysphoria was something that the majority of our children were experiencing in huge numbers. But that simply isn't the case. It's just that the big pharmaceutical companies, the physicians, the medical professional bodies and the government find it useful to promote these ideas to increase the reach of their tentacles into what was previously the domain of the home, parents. The true purpose is to control the population to make it dependent on government and government policies. 
The general idea is a complete shedding of responsibility and handing it over to government and corporates so that they can say what is up is down and what is black is white. In a Sydney Morning Herald article in September, the journalist is impressed that this new 2.0 take on nihilism hasn't resulted in a breakdown of society. If anything, it's led to a more empathetic way of approaching the world. Well, I think that's a bit premature. What do you call the childlessness epidemic? 45% of women childless by 2030, if not a breakdown of society. It's incorrect to claim this tearing down of social structures has no ill effects. It's hurt women and babies the most. In fact, we can't even define a woman these days. So it's plunged us into a totally confused and dishonest way of looking at things. To say it's more empathetic is blatantly untrue. It's cruel to women, babies and children who are changing their bodies with surgery and drugs. It has simply terrible consequences. The message is careful what you wish for when you don't have any guiding principles other than what endorphins and pleasure centres are lighting up for you at any given moment. The rise of the dinks on TikTok, which stands for Double Income No Kids, embodies this nihilistic viewpoint. There's been a lot of press about dinks, men and women opting by choice not to have children. This is a day in the life of a childless woman. I wake up at 6 a.m. I remember that I have no kids to take to school, so I take an edible, masturbate, and go back to sleep. I wake up at 12.30 p.m. and get ready for a busy day of doing whatever the f I feel like. I think it was encapsulated in the Jordan Peterson interview of the New Zealand journalist who said she felt blessed not having children after seeing what her friends had to deal with. She dodged a bullet, but Jordan Peterson set her straight in the following clip. Luckily, oh. when I look at what my friends have to deal with, with their children, mm. I almost feel a little bit blessed. Mm -hmm. What do you say to that? Well, I would say that it starts to get pretty lonesome in life after 45 if you don't have a family, you know, and so it's, it's easy to consider the utility of an intense career. And, and like, you have a very high-quality career, too, you know. It's that, that's something that marks you out from maybe from, let's say, more typical people, and maybe perhaps that's worth more of a sacrifice. But, you know, you're going to be, you're going to live till you're 90 in all likelihood, and it's not easy to consider the, your life across its entire span. I have no problem with anyone expressing their views, especially those contrary to mine, but I'm not going to censor mine for fear of offending what is a minority view at this point. The traditional benchmarks set by family ideals and religion are being set aside in favour of something completely fluid and individualistic. It really does remind me of the scene in George Orwell's Animal Farm when the pigs recreate a completely different environment of privilege for themselves, but still spout wokeism to justify it and say without a hint of irony that some people are more equal than others, a blatant corruption of the ideal that all people are equal. And it was ushered in because the animals became complacent and trusting. From now on, a special committee of pigs will decide all aspects of the farm. There will be no more meetings, no more endless debates. All animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. We know what happens when you adopt this viewpoint. You descend into a dystopian future akin to Lord of the Flies, because the worst aspects of human nature surface with nihilism. 
Religious or spiritual ideas keep us in check. We are constantly critiquing our actions and making adjustments. Humans are inherently selfish and so need some belief system to underpin rules of natural justice to keep us honest and not tyrannical. The boys in that novel rid themselves of any structure, any law and order, and they devolved into corrupt individuals. What you want to foster instead is a respect for higher ideals and discipline. It is why we are no longer savages. Our ancestors invented things like the rule of law. Law and order doesn't always make us happy in the short term. It constrains us, but it achieves a higher purpose. The media lures us to view nihilism as some progressive, edgy, cool approach to life. In an article in the Sydney Morning Herald in September of this year, the journalist says, compared to my generation X's, this younger generation is so assertive and has so much more strategic self-belief and are not alone in putting themselves first socially and economically while designing their ideal life, unaided, unhindered by a bloke. When asked what they would most like to achieve by the age of 30, the majority of young girls surveyed listed owning my own house as their top priority. Well, if that's the secret to life, we're setting our children up for unhappiness and grief. Questioning and tearing down traditional norms doesn't mean you are smarter or braver. This was followed by another September article titled, Unhappy Wife, Unhappy Life. Does anyone actually enjoy marriage anymore? The journalist in that article says the depiction of an unhappy marriage is ingrained in Western culture. I don't think that's right. I think it's ingrained in the propaganda we're being served up by the media and the censorship of any views otherwise as not being sophisticated. Religious or spiritual views, marriage and family life, are all on the scrap heap, yet most people still do it. So what does that say? I think it says these views are minority views and don't reflect reality. In the article, the journalist says, isn't it more romantic to say, I don't need a partner, but I'm actively choosing you because you improve my life. That sounds like how you would view a Dyson vacuum cleaner, a life improvement. The person that you can completely map and who only does positive things for you, it's like A, you don't know that person, B, they're not communicating with you nor you with them, maybe they're just subordinating themselves to you or you to them, and you're not growing, you want someone who can, it's a real relationship is a wrestling match, it's a grappling, it's a grappling phenomena that you both emerge transformed from, and that's what people want. Just look at what we did to dating by saying to men, we don't need you, what have you got to offer? Dick pics became commonplace. Everything is reduced to its most base. This is what happens when you remove traditional norms. A Sydney Morning Herald article in September said that men have added about 12 minutes a day of household labour since 2012, but women haven't dialed back. And when women do less, it's generally not because men have taken on more, it's because of another woman such as a hired house cleaner. We're talking about the daily stuff here, cooking, cleaning, laundry, car maintenance, rest of it. Now, even if men do more of certain tasks, women do much more overall. The conclusion in the article is that women are socialised on average to feel impelled to maintain higher standards of cleanliness, and this is integral to being a wife and mother. Men are socialised differently, and their worth is measured by their salary, stoicism, or physical strength. So the idea is that women are embracing as an alternative to flogging themselves and not feeling worthless through domestic chores by focusing instead on protecting their own time 
and not having anything to do with demands or inroads on that time. So selfishness in the same way that men feel entitled to enjoy. The ramifications apparently are that women are opting out of pregnancy, childbirth and child rearing. I don't think the solution is to opt out of what makes your life meaningful. I think the solution is to socialise men to do a little more around the house now women are in the workforce full time. I know plenty of males that do housework who were brought up by single mothers. They pass that on to their boys. I don't think it's coincidental. I think mothers can help this by getting their boys do more domestic chores, same as girls. In my house, there was no distinction between boy tasks and girl tasks. I think that would help women down the track not view motherhood as endless domestic chores if they are getting a little help from their husband. I think the solution is still to subscribe to an old age institution like marriage, which has plenty of benefits, personal, health and financial, and simply give it a 21st century update. Nihilism is just a fad. Anything that justifies trashing age-old institutions or curbing the democratic ideals of free speech, due process and free press has to be called out.